Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 23 of Revelation chapter 18. And we're continuing to look at verses 9 and 10. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and live deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. Now, last time, we were taking a closer look at the Greek word blepo, which is translated as see, here in Revelation 18, verse 9, when the kings of the earth bewail and lament when they shall see the smoke of her burning. And we were um, just considering and and thinking about how it is that the unsafe people of the world can see the judgment of the world, as Babylon burning is the judgment of the world, and yet at the same time not see it. Because here we are in the day of judgment, well into this prolonged period of judgment day, which very likely will be 1,600 days, and and we're approaching um, May of this year, will be four years since May 21, 2011, and, and yet there is no real recognition or understanding on the world's part that they are under the judgment of God. And and so uh, we, we wanted to take a closer look at this Greek word, blepo, to see if we could maybe gather some information uh, in order to explain this apparent contradiction because God says the kings of the earth and then he speaks of the merchants of the earth and the shipmasters they are viewing the burning of Babylon which is the wrath of God the judgment of God uh, of this world they're seeing it and and even crying out woe woe or alas alas and they're crying they're bewailing and lamenting and and so how can that be and we we saw that God does tell us in Matthew 13 concerning parables that the unsaved person seeing sees not. So they hear the word of God or they see certain information in tracts or, or they hear someone talk about it. And, and God, of course, in the Bible to see has to do with understanding and and so they see with their physical eyes that maybe they read a track, but they don't comprehend. They they lack understanding, so they see not. This is how God has written the Bible. And mankind, many men have read the Bible, so they have seen the Word of God, yet they have not understood the deeper spiritual things of the Bible, and therefore see not. And so we went to Revelation chapter 11, and we saw that regarding the death of the two witnesses, 
once Satan is loosed and they were killed, that God says in verse 8, and their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom in Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified, and they of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see, and again, that's blepo, their dead bodies three days and a half, and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them, and make merry, and shall send gifts one to another, because these two prophets tormented them that dwelt on the earth. Well, we we have a very similar situation, very similar context and statement of God here in Revelation 11 as to what we find in Revelation 18. Because Revelation 11 is describing the judgment of God when it begins at the house of God on the church. Back on May 21, 1988. And God speaks of the judgment on the church, which relates to Satan's loosing, coming up out of the bottomless pit, and making war and overcoming and killing them. There's the judgment of God. And then God says that the dead bodies of the two witnesses or the lifeless church because the life of the church was in the word of God God's spirit that blessed his word to give life and and yet God abandoned the church and departed out leaving the Bible but but thereby leaving a shell because the Bible without the spirit of God to bless it is like the two witnesses lying dead. You have them, okay, you have the witness of God in your presence, in your church, but there's no life to it without the Spirit of God. And 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 so here are the uh, two dead witnesses of God. Here is the church uh, without God's Spirit, And God says the people, the kindreds, the tongues, and the nations. For, pointing to all the world, see the dead bodies of the two witnesses lying in the street. And not only see it, but they have a reaction. Just as the kings of the earth see Babylon's burning and react through bewailing and lamenting and crying woe. Well, here the world sees the dead church, and has the reaction of rejoicing and making merry and sending gifts. There is much similarity in these two places of Revelation 11 and Revelation 18. We have judgment, the cup of God's wrath, on the church in Revelation 11, on the world in Revelation 18. We have um, a terrible situation, the two dead witnesses, and Babylon. And the two witnesses are dead. Babylon is burning. We have others viewing the judgment and the kings of the earth and merchants and so forth seeing the burning Babylon and here the world seeing the dead church. And we have the same Greek word blepo being used. They see the burning of Babylon they see the dead bodies of the two witnesses. And and, and so uh, this passage in Revelation 11 can help us understand what God is saying in Revelation 18. 
And when we think about it, when we carefully consider what God is saying here, and and we also have the benefit of knowing that this is speaking of the Great Tribulation that is now past, and so we have already gone through and experienced what God is is describing in Revelation 11 concerning the uh, two witnesses lying dead in the street for three and a half days and the world's reaction. And therefore, we have an excellent vantage point to understand what it means that the world saw the two witnesses lying dead in the street. And, and let's first again ask the question, did they literally see this? And the answer is, of course not. Was there comprehension on the part of the world? Was there understanding on the part of the world? concerning the end of the church age, concerning God's judgment on the churches, concerning the fact that the Spirit of God had left the church? And the answer is no. No, the world didn't know. The world had no inkling, really, of those things. And even the true believers did not know God had completely left the church until well into the Great Tribulation period. So certainly the world didn't have that information. But God says that as soon as they're killed, that they see these things and rejoice over them as though they fully understand these two witnesses which tormented them are dead. It's as though they have complete comprehension of what has happened to the two witnesses to the church as we read Revelation 11. And yet, that's not the case. Literally, the the world did not have understanding of what God did in removing his spirit, setting up Satan, ending the church age. No, they didn't have hardly any understanding. Well, then how can we explain the language of the Bible? That they saw the two witnesses. Seeing, they see not. And and they did see the dead church. That is, the world encountered, the world interacted with, the, the world did view the behavior, and, and they viewed... The, the dead church in many ways over the course of the 23 year great tribulation period and, and from the point of God ending the church age and beginning the judgment upon them. The world did see the church on one level. That is, as, um, the church involved itself in holy laughter. All the world heard about that as the church involved itself in healings and in the tongues movement, in the charismatic movement. Yes, the world had friends in the church that would talk about these things or they heard about these things, the the the, the craziness going on in the congregations. Yes, they, they were aware of it. Or as the church got more and more involved in scandals, and we don't have to go into what type of scandals, but very horrible stories from those in leadership, pastors or priests, and and often 
on a regular basis because God lifted his hand of protection from the church and the church basically became just like the world and was involved with sins just as the world and the world heard and saw these things or as the church got involved in falling over backwards or or basically the world saw the members of the congregation because they live on their blocks and they they go to the same jobs and and they were in their families they saw the membership of the churches conducting themselves behaving themselves just as the world and it it became obvious on one level that the church was dead that there there was something different about the church that they saw through these things and many other things many failings many uh false teachings many errors that the church was making through the lack of God's defense of the church of protecting the church the church was exposed to the eyes of the world as being a dead church that the world could see not not with understanding they saw but saw not as far as comprehending what God had done truly through the bible that's the only way you can uh, know truth and and know exactly what God did so they saw but saw not they they saw a dead church and they rejoiced over it they made merry over it because they felt much freer to be their sinful selves and and to uh show forth their sinful tendencies than than ever before in history the the church did have some effect on society around it as as God's spirit was in the church for nearly two millennium but now God's spirit wasn't there and the world whether whether consciously or subconsciously saw it and and they could see all this illicit evil behavior of various degrees that the church was involved in that really demonstrated God was no longer with them they were a dead corpse they were spiritually dead and so there was um again not with conscious understanding uh, rejoicing and making merry and sending gifts one to another so they saw the dead church but did not see it and that's exactly what god is showing us or illustrating in revelation 18 concerning the judgment on the world now let me just go to a couple of verses in the old testament and and here god is going to uh show us some scripture in the book of lamentations where it's as though the church recognizes or sees the judgment of god upon them and laments and weeps and mourns over it as as though they're fully understanding of what God has done and yet we also know that's not the case that the church does not fully understand actually it hardly understands at all what God has done if if there is any understanding but 
God doesn't speak of it that way in some places. In Lamentations chapter 2, and, and Lamentations is a book describing the judgment upon Judah or Jerusalem, which would typify God's judgment on the church at the time of the end of, of the Great Tribulation. In Lamentations 2, beginning in verse 9, Her gates are sunk into the ground. He has destroyed and broken her bars. Her king and her princes are among the Gentiles. The law is no more. Her prophets also find no vision from Jehovah. The elders of the daughter of Zion sit upon the ground and keep silence. They have cast up dust upon their heads. They have girded themselves with sackcloth. The virgins of Jerusalem hang down their heads to the ground. Mine eyes do fail with tears. My bowels are troubled. My liver is poured upon the earth for the destruction of the daughter of my people because the children and the suckling swoon in the streets of the city. They say to their mothers, Where is corn and wine? When they swooned as the wounded in the streets of the city, when their soul was poured out into their mother's bosom. And and now notice that God is speaking of his judgment upon Judah, which in turn points to the judgment on the church, and he speaks of the elders that are that are sitting silently on the ground and they've cast dust upon their heads and girded themselves with sackcloth. Now to do something like that in the Old Testament uh, in the Bible meant that you were broken, that that you were um, crying out to God and beseeching Him, and and yet. This is describing the reaction of the elders in the churches when God brings the spiritual famine upon them, not a famine of bread or water, but of hearing, a famine of hearing the word of the Lord, that is the end of salvation within the churches and congregations of the world. And and God is saying it's as though the elders are are sitting in sackcloth and ashes. And then he speaks of the children and suckling, saying to their mothers, where is corn and wine? As though they're, they're requesting from their mothers um, some food, some nourishment, uh, some blessing. And, and the way God is writing this, it's as though the elders and the children and the mothers, they have some understanding that they're under the judgment of God. They have some understanding that God's wrath is upon them, and that is not the case. When we look at the actual judgment of God upon the church, he brought a spiritual famine to pass, but the churches are completely ignorant of the fact that there is no blessing, that there is no Spirit of God, that the Comforter has left them and and there is no salvation within the churches and congregations of the world so since they're ignorant of that obviously they're not going to uh, be as though sitting in sackcloth and ashes and and the children are not going to be swooning for food or crying out uh, for those that give suck in those days that's 
not the case. It did not happen within the churches and the congregations. They they denied what the Bible said about the end of the church age. They denied that God had abandoned them. They denied that Satan had entered in. Therefore, they denied the famine. They denied this was the situation. But it's as though God is drawing a picture of the reaction. It's as though he's putting words in their mouth that that this is... Uh, what they would say and and how they would react. Again, this is the Bible. God is teaching a certain spiritual truth. It is not literal. It is it is not what actually happened. The world did not actually have understanding concerning the dead church, and those in the church did not actually um, cry out to God because His judgment was upon them. But it's it's how God is portraying it in His Word. Now let's go to one other passage in Lamentations chapter 5. And beginning in verse 9, it says, We get our bread with the peril of our lives because of the sword of the wilderness. Our skin was black like an oven because of the terrible famine. They ravished the women in Zion and the maids in the cities of Judah. Princes are hanged up by their hand. The faces of elders were not honored. They took the young men to grind, and the children fell under the wood. The elders have ceased from the gate, the young men from their music. The joy of our heart is ceased. Our dance is turned into mourning. The crown is fallen from our head. Woe unto us that we have sinned. And there all aspects of society in Judah are being addressed, the women, the elders, the young men, and so forth. And it's an end of the salvation because the crown, which points to the crown of salvation, is fallen from their head. And they are crying, Woe unto us! We have sinned! Just as in Revelation 18, the kings of the earth are crying out, Woe, woe, that great city Babylon, and they're bewailing and lamenting for her. And uh, we need to understand that this is not literal. It does not mean that the people of the earth will see with comprehension and understanding the judgment of the world, the burning of Babylon, and that they're going to react to it in a literal way with tears and and sorrow and and crying woe woe no 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 they're not going to see it on that level but they will see it they are going to see it on another level they're going to see it through daily evil reports because God has uh, given up mankind to their sins more and more. They're going to see it through the failure of secular philosophy. They're going to see it through homosexual marriage. And, and that's a big signpost that God has permitted to occur in the world, a sin that had been kept under wraps for all of Earth's history in all nations now suddenly is extremely public and very 
open and the world will see it in maybe the greatest way, the lack of the true gospel evangelizing it. The true gospel message of salvation has ended and there is no true gospel message going forth into the world by the people of God. Are churches still bringing a gospel message of salvation? Yes. Are other ministries? Yes. But it's no longer the true gospel. Just as the the church continued teaching throughout the judgment upon it. But it lacked the Spirit of God and the world was able to detect that. On a certain level, according to Revelation 11, likewise, the world will see a lack of evangelization of the true gospel, that is, the absence of the Spirit of God in any witness that brings a message saying that, that God is saving today. And, and the world will see these things and seeing, see not. They'll not comprehend it. They'll not have understanding. They, they may hear, um, of a spiritual judgment that began on May 21. They may hear of a date, um, of the end or, or whatever. They may hear truth. Yet they will lack understanding concerning it. But but again, that's not the purpose of God. He is not concerned with that. God is concerned with justice. And and in Revelation 18, he is giving an illustration of his judgment, just as he judged the church. And he's saying the world will see the burning of Babylon. And presently the world is seeing it, but on a level that they do not have understanding of. But they're seeing the effects, they're seeing the result of God's judgment on the world. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.